Al, mm-hmm. it is your birthday. It is my birthday. As we're recording this, it yes. won't be by the time this comes out. No, it but, will no longer you know, be, be my birthday. <laughs> because it's your birthday, I figure we can throw you a bone and oh, let thank you talk you. about some Atome. Oh, sweet. Thank you. Appreciate it. Because we, I know you, we never really do that on this show. Never, ever. So I figure we'll just we'll be very nice this weekend. <laughs> let you have a little fun. Thank you. Thank you. You could have a little Atome as a treat. <laughs> Problem is I paid this... I paid this? I played this in like what, November? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so, it is uh it's been a good while. Yep. Um So I get to talk about it, Tommy, as a little treat. Yeah. A little treat. Oh no, I messed up my treat. order. Okay, there we go. Everything's you fine. Goofed. Everything's fine. I was trying to shuffle and I'm like, why am I shuffling things? <laughs> Anyways, hello, welcome to this week's episode of the Season Lamy Checkup OVA. It's a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. I'm Jared, joined as always by Doc Al and Ladyum. Hello, hello. This is episode number 316. <laughs> All Stone Cold's here. Talk about Sabotome <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> if you want to hear Al talk about Otome, give me a <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can't do that voice. I, I haven't done that voice in a while. My throat <laughs> hurts. Drink some water. I'm going to do that. Get hydrated, my friend. Uh, anyways, yes, we're talking about Sumitomi. I don't know what the name of this game is. It is. So I'll... <laughs> Paradigm Paradox. Paradox Paradigm, of course. <laughs> Paradigm Paradox. <laughs> that is uh, the game we are talking about today. Uh, however. Mm-hmm. I feel like we did something recently, and I feel like we need to have you discuss it on the podcast very, very briefly. Okay. Death Stranding. Oh, man. I didn't think about that. We should have just talked about that. We um, already have. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I did. We did an episode about it already. I don't remember. Yeah, we did. Okay. Wait. I watched you play most of Death Stranding. Yes. Tell me, tell me all about Death Stranding. Oh my god. Um, there's a baby who does flips and shows you its butt and thumbs up and heart bubbles at you and gets mad when you're not doing a good job driving. It's true. Um, Troy Baker's there. Yep. Uh, Norman Reedus has the acting ability and facial expression equivalent to um, a cardboard box. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who who decided that that man could act, but they were wrong. There are some actual good performances in this game, which is wild. Um, but it's... it's, it's also, there are some really strange design choices, like that fake-out credits bit that lasted so long. Uh... Um, but mainly, Jared, I want to give you a metaphor. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, the writing is um, sure is a thing. Princess Beach. This game is weird. Yep. Also, it's scary when you're driving because I'm always afraid you're going to run off the road. How many times did I actually run off the road, though? Like twice, maybe. Which is not bad considering you played, like, what, for 40 hours? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's scary. But yeah, I, I just wanted Al to, to have some comments about the, just the, the ridiculousness of what she had to see. I liked your walrus hood. Yeah, thank you. Um, Thanks, Conan O'Brien. Yep. Yep. It was, it was a weird video game. Yep. Sure was. Shout out to Die Hard Man John McClane. I cannot. I cannot <laughs> believe. Uh. Oh my god. Also, I saw way more of Norman Reedus's butt than I ever needed to see in my entire life. Yep, that that, that definitely happens. Which is a bummer, because I usually like seeing people's butts, but I did not need to see his... Anyways, yeah, so that's that. Uh, Al, you can now talk about Paradox Paradigm. Paradigm Paradox. Yeah, I, you know, I said what I said. <laughs> is this going to be a Cupid Parasite moment again? <laughs> this is my new bit of just just <laughs> purposely getting the Otome game title wrong. To be fair, 
a lot of the titles are really bizarre. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have also mixed up the paradigm paradox. Uh, I guess order. Yes. Um, anyway, this game, I didn't know a whole lot about it going into it. Um, I had pre-ordered it a long time ago and then it showed up and I'm like, oh yeah, this game. <laughs> This is a thing. Um, wasn't like a thousand percent jazzed about it because it's like, cool, I'm a high school girl. Yay. Um, but it's like a post-apocalyptic you live in like weird artificial colonies it's like 500 years in the future and um basically you're told like hey don't go out at night because bad things happen there are scary monsters and um <clears throat> our our protagonist yuki y yuki takanashi 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 um she is boring as <laughs> uh she's just like i don't know i don't have any hobbies and i don't really do anything and i i'm not interested in dudes and i just do school things and i have somebody that i talk to that's apparently my uncle my parents are dead but i've never met my uncle the only thing that's interesting about me is my best friend who we i think we agreed is named lizzie that's what we're just going to go with, or just gal best friend. Gal best whichever friend. Whichever is more convenient. Literally the most interesting thing about her at this point is her best friend. Um, because she's like, hi, I I think you're fantastic, and I want to bake things for you, and I want you to have a happy life, and everything's a-okay, and Yuki's like, yep. Yep. Yeah. So, of course, Yuki is going to eventually meet some dudes to date. Also, not realizing when I went into this game, there are eight dudes you have to date in this game. It's a lot of dudes. There's a lot of dudes, and I was real not happy about it. Like, I, I started playing, I was like, I don't have to date all these guys, do I? And I realized, yeah, you really do have to date all these guys and do a true ending afterwards. This was a lot. Was, it, at least the dude routes are really short. I mean, relatively short. But um, it's like eight, eight dudes, man. That's too many dudes. Way too many dudes. Um, but this game actually did something that could have been interesting. And this is a big thing that I wanted to talk to you about. In that... Um, Yuki gets attacked at one point by the Vectors, which are the big bad enemies that hang out at night. Um, and she basically becomes a magical girl. And she's she becomes part of this group called the Blossoms, I think. Um, and she she's in there with four other girls. And they they fight these Vectors together. Um, Yuki, being the generic Atome protagonist that she is, her special ability is Augment. Um, literally all she does is strengthen the power of whoever she's touching. That's it. That's, that's her ability. So that's a pretty lame protagonist ability. <laughs> it's really lame, especially like one of them has like fire and one of them has like a weird like copy ability. Um, one has, like, foresight. They have all these cool abilities. It's like, augment. Yay. Um, and, like, after, after she starts becoming part of the Blossoms, then, like, the dudes at school start really paying attention to her. Wow. Surprisingly enough, the, the Blossom gals are actually these dudes at school. Which could have led to some really interesting things. Right? This is just season five of Sailor Moon. Yeah, it is. You're right. Or part five, whatever you want to call it. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. 
I don't know. It's it's very weird to me because you don't really get a whole lot of interactions with the guys as the girls, like once you know who they are, um, which is weird to me. Wait. Like, like when Did she you say ha- there was like eight like dateables, but there's four dudes in this group she's in, and there's just four other dudes that she just like randomly will c- come across. Okay, so that's another oh, no. part of this game. Oh no! <laughs> is that there's the hero side and the villain side? Oh. Um. So the blossoms are the hero side technically, and then the villain side you have two guys who are just like vector adjacent basically. And then you have somebody else you run into it who is also a girl. And she's like constantly asking you questions about what you think about things. Um, turns out, you know, she's she's a dude too. Um and, Dude too. Yeah. <laughs> the new gender. <laughs> uh, and then the last guy is like one of the like assistants for the blossoms, but also like the janitor at the school. <laughs> But also has like a big shady past. Also, he's a grown man, so it's disgusting. Actually, several of them are grown men, and it's disgusting. I don't like that. No bueno. No, like, I like it when I get to date grown ass men in a tome because I'm like, you're a grown ass man. This is fine. But like, when you're a, a high school girl and you're dating somebody who's like 26, 27, I'm like, nope, 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 nope. That's a dynamic that's not going to work out. Nope, nope. Um, Yeah, it's just really weird that, like, once, once Yuki finds out, like, oh, hey, you are this character in the Blossoms, then, like, you don't really get that interaction anymore with them as, as like, the girl. And the justification behind that, which is a whole thing, um, is that... Once you fall in love as a Blossom, you start losing your powers. No, not my powers. Which leads to some misunderstandings because Yuki doesn't lose her powers. No matter what. <laughs> and so, so there's always a situation where the guy's like, um, so I'm losing mine, but she's fine. So maybe she doesn't feel the same way as me? What's happening here? That happens in basically every single route where there's... There's the heroes. Um, it almost feels like, I mean, obviously we haven't del- delved into like the actual like story bits or anything like that, but it almost feels like they kind of made this a gimmick. Mm-hmm. And then once you get past, like you get the reveals and everything, there's kind of like, uh, we don't know what to do next. <laughs> yes. That's exactly what it feels like. And it, it bugs me. Um, you know what else bugs me about this game? The stupid ties. Do you remember the ties in this game? Vaguely. They're like the weird, like, zigzag DNA-looking ties. I'll send you a picture. Please send me a picture. Send you a picture so you remember. Also, I was telling telling you before we started recording... If I had looked at these cards, I would have realized, like, oh, it tells you who each girl is. Because I was, like, trying to figure out who it was when we, like, when I was first introduced to them. Do you you remember these stupid ties? These are bad. They're really bad. God, I hate these ties. I've been looking at these cards all the time. I'm like, ugh. I feel like you've played, like, back-to-back Otome games where it was just, like, very bizarre and peculiar fashion choices in them. Oh, was the other one Love or Pretend? Whatever the last one you played was. Okay, yeah, but Love or Pretend was actually good, so. Right, well, I'm not, I'm not saying like that's, <laughs> ind- that's indicative of like the quality of the game. It's just like they've had some very weird fashion choices. Very weird fashion choices. You are correct. Um, But yeah, it just really felt like a gimmick, but not in a good Atome way. Like often they have gimmicks with Atome and you're like, all right, cool. Like I, I'm on board with that. That's fine. This one just felt kind of cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also was just like weird drama filled constantly because like, oh no, we're not really getting along right now in our personal lives. And now our fighting as the Blossoms is going to be 
in in peril and blah 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 it's like guys come on come on terrible terrible drama for the sake of drama is never good it's not it's really not it's really really not um all right do you want to start talking about these dudes sure since we have eight of them to talk about Sorry, I'm not salty or anything. Um, okay, so first guy that I dated is um, Kamui Saibara? Saibara? I don't know. I think that's his name. Um, he is that looks right. Yeah. Are you looking at his name? Yeah, because it's the one you sent me. Oh, right. <laughs> um, I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, oh, no. I just snorted. Please edit that out. <laughs> Heck no. No. Um... So he is older than you. He is a third year. Um, and he is known for like being a playboy. So like he always has a bunch of girls around him and he's known for going on a bunch of dates and like he he starts paying attention to Yuki and she's like, "Ah, oh, this is weird. Okay. Guess he needs a friend." It's like Yep. Guess he needs Please a friend. Please be my friend. Um, but he's, he, he shows a lot of interest in her, um, more so than some of the other guys at first, which is interesting. Um, he is Senna, who is the one with foresight. And, (laughs) and a lot of the, the story around him is that, um, there are all these vector attacks and, Basically, the government decides, like, okay, well, Senna makes people feel better with foresight. (laughs) So we're going to have you just figure out, like, are there going to be vector attacks? And we're going to make you make an announcement. Um, The problem is that um, if he uses his foresight powers too much, um, he starts losing his memory. That's the side effect. (laughs) The, uh, yeah. Yep. (laughs) Um, all of that weirdness aside, um, I I think, yeah, he got, he ended up getting his abilities, like, later down the road. I think he had, like, an illness or something, and he went to a doctor, and they're like, oh, wow, you have this ability to turn into a girl and have foresight, wow. Um... You also get to meet his his grandpa, and his his grandpa is actually probably my favorite character in this entire game. Hey, I've got foresight too. <laughs> no, no, no! Tell like you it, about the future. Basically, like I said, it was uh, it was kind of human experimentation that happened that caused him to become Senna. Um, but his grandpa's like this weird little gremlin who who likes tea and sweets and really just. Obviously loves this kid to pieces. It's really cute. Um, but yeah, there's there's this whole thing of him. Like, at one point, he really does lose his memory, um, because he keeps using foresight, and it's it's a it's a big bummer. But um, because he didn't have the foresight to figure that one out. <laughs> Well, obviously, it starts becoming an issue because it, as he falls in love with the protag, he's not able to use foresight as much. Oh, no. Um, so he, like, volunteers himself up to basically become, like, a prisoner of the government um, so that he can only do foresight. And Yuki's like, no, nah, bud, we're, we're not playing this game. Breaks him out. And he's like, oh, I, I guess we're not playing that game. Okay. Um... It's fine. It's a fine route. He's probably one of my favorites of the entire cast of eight. <laughs> that's that's not a good sign if it if the the route is just fine and he's one of your faves. <laughs> I mean, he like didn't have any like really big personality flaw per se. Like he was he was a nice dude. He was goofy. Um he got along with his weird grandpa. Um, he was obviously way too self-sacrificing, which is a thing that happens a lot. 
Um, sacrifice. But he he wasn't like a complete weirdo, and he did genuinely seem to care about the protag, which is good. Um, so yeah, he was fine. He was, he was a fine, fine fella, I suppose. <laughs> um, hey, do you want to go into somebody who's not fine? Oh boy, that's the next guy, Miha Arki. Arki, I think that's how you say it. Um, he's your Sundari, by the way. In case you need to know. He is younger than you. He is a first year. Um, everybody knows him as, like, the loner. He's usually in the library. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he, he doesn't trust anybody. He is also Mocha. Or just like old Stone Cold, DTA, <laughs> don't trust anybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Need to take another drink. <laughs> um, he's the one that has the ability to steal enemy powers. So that's cool, I suppose. Um, this one feels very trauma dumpy. Yay! Yay! Um, so you find out that like his parents were basically like researchers or journalists, something of that nature. I don't even remember at this point. Um, and that they had gone out onto into an adventure together, the three of them, into the outside of the colony, which is dangerous, and you don't go there. And um, his mom's suit failed. And she died. And so I think his suit was starting to fail and his dad realized it. And his dad basically was like, I'm not letting that happen. My suit's intact. Here you go. So his dad dies too. Um, so his parents are dead. He's taken back um, to the colony, experimented on. Now he's Mocha. Yay. Um, now, I'm a, now I'm a coffee. Now you're a magical girl who can steal powers. Um, but he's just constantly talking about like, yeah, I want to like figure out what my parents are doing. Then I'm just going to die. I'm like, bro, bro, what? <laughs> and he's just constantly saying that like, yeah, I'm going to accomplish this thing I want to do. Then I'm going to die. That's, that's what's going to happen. I'm like, this isn't romantic or fun at all. <laughs> this is like a 15 year old being like, I'm suicidal. Yay! You found the emo high school simulator. Um. So you end up like following in his his parents' footsteps, essentially, and figuring out like, oh, there are colonies beyond our colony, and like they were trying to find out a big secret that you don't find out really what the secret is until much later in the game. Um. But you kind of become his, like, emotional support girlfriend, which Great. is gross. Um, but he does decide by the end of it, like, hey, I guess I'm not going to die then. Cool. But he also loses Mocha, so there is that. Because he falls in love with you. Oh, no. Oh, no. How dare he? Um... Let's talk about one of my least favorite dudes of the game. This is downhill. It's all downhill from here. All downhill. Actually, actually that's not true. There is one guy in here that is okay. He's okay. Um, this dude is named I am you, mommy, mommy, I am you, Uihara. Yeah. Well. Oh no. <laughs> Okay, so he's the student council president. He's the same year as you. Um, he is You're very. You're gonna very... pick me, right? He's he's he's. he's You're very... gonna choose me, right? It's not quite like that. <laughs> it's. It'd be very funny if it was. It's psychopathic in another way. <laughs> um, all all the all the gals in the school are like he's he's that president. He's the council president. We all love him, and he's beautiful. And look at his long hair and his ponytail, and we love him, and he's beautiful. Um, 
Also, his his best friend is a, a fella named Tokyo, which we will talk about him in a bit. His name is literally Tokyo. Um, this dude has an obsession with his sister. Ducky. Yep. Yep. Um, he is completely obsessed. Oh, also, he has uh, fire powers. He's fire boy. Fire, um, fire. He turns into Haruka. That is that is his uh his gal alter ego. Um but yeah, he he's basically like at one point Yuki decides like, "Oh, hey, there's this girl in the library. I'm going to talk to her and I'm going to be friends with her." And Aimu's like, "What?" What do you mean you're going to be friends with her? You can't be friends with her. You're disrespectful. You're terrible. Get out of here. I never want to see you again. It's like, bro, you need to chill. Um, So not only is he a f creep when it comes to his sister, he's also just a jerk. So oh, I'm like, poopy head. How, are, how is this romantic? None of this is fun. You're just a butt to me. Get out of here. I don't want to fall in love with you. Um, like, literally the whole route, he's just a butt. Um, he also, like, at one point, like, tries to throw a battle to get you hurt because of you getting close to his sister. Which is messed up. Um... So they, they're the worst in terms of the whole, like, oh, we're not working well together in this fight, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then, like, one day, he's just all of a sudden, like, oh, I guess I like you. Huh. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Anyway. And I'm like, um, what? What? Terrible. Um... You also start to find out from his that, like, he he has been experimented on since he was born. Um, he So he's, like, been able to do weird stuff since he was a kiddo. And he made a deal with his parents who um, basically considered him, a, like, a, a lab subject instead of a kid. That, um, like, he would keep doing this to protect his sister because his sister, like, may potentially have stronger powers than him, but he doesn't want her to have to go through all this. Um, so, like, at one point when he's, like, on the verge of dying, he's like, just take my body back to them and, like, they can experiment it on whatever they want. Just, like, leave my sister out of it. Like, Jesus Christ, you guys. Leave my sister out of it. What is happening? But, like, the obsession with the sister was not fun. It was not fun at all. I hated this guy. <laughs> I'm surprised you made it your way all the way through this entire game at this point. <laughs> and we're only three people in. I know. Okay, so I'm also surprised I made it all the way through. Um... You're just built different. That's that's the thing. I'm just I'm just built different. And the problem is that like I might have still liked this better than 1926. I don't know. Well, Oof. I guess we'll find out when we get to Oof. the list. Um <laughs> I guess the good news is I did like the next guy. He was he was good. He's probably my favorite of of the the group maybe potentially. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. Um he's he's kind of like a Sleepy, aloof, smart boy. Basically, I am a sleepy. Um, he is, he's IMU's best friend. Which, you know, you question his choices at that point. Um, but again, they were they were both experimented on since they were infants, so they kind of had that thing together that they were like in in the same little lab rat situation and they were the only two kids that could play together so they became best friends. You know, as you do. As um you do. he skips class, he sleeps through class, he's he's still brilliant and everybody gets mad at him for that. Um he he becomes um Kauri. 
she's she oh i've been calling them blossoms they're called the blooms i forgot about that <laughs> anyway flowers um his ability is hypnosis which is a thing um he had the best design as a girl hands down period she was adorable she's super cute and like nothing like him when he's like in his dude form He's like kind of cheery and like very leaderish as a girl, but then as a guy, he's just like, all right, I nap. <laughs> I sleep. And he has like a very like brrr, monotone kind of disposition, I suppose. Um It's it's strange how different they are, but I guess it's cool, I guess. Um it was, it was fine. I mean, I, there's nothing that I can actually like really, really remember about this route other than like he was he was fine. I guess it's a problem that I don't actually remember a lot about what happened in his route. I mean, I think that's a good and a bad thing. <laughs> it is a good and a bad thing. It wasn't so offensive that I was like, God, this sucks. But it wasn't great enough that I was like, all right, I'll remember this. This was good. Um, yeah, they, they, they work well together, I suppose. <laughs> you mainly, you know what his, you know what I would describe his as? His route was plot dump. Okay. So it wasn't really his route per se. It was like, hey, do you want some explanation on what's going on with these, these blossom bloom girls? Do you want some story? That's basically his route. It's just story. So, I don't know. He's fine. I didn't hate him. He's probably one of my favorites. <laughs> like I said, I didn't remember much about his Ooh, route. That's fine. Um, so, let's start talking about the villains. I remember uh. a lot more about them, but... Um... This first guy is a grown man, which is a problem. Boo. Um, his name, Kyuga? Uh, he basically shows up and has bunches of pew-pew guns and is trying to murder everybody. Oh, I forgot to mention, one of the big things that happens in this game, like, this is kind of a big deal, um, and... Tells you which side you're going to go down. Um, there's an attack on the colony by by the, the villainy side. And um, Lizzie ends up getting attacked by a vector. And you end up going to, like, the lab where she's being held. And you find out, like, oh, people who have been attacked by vectors typically turn into vectors. That's not good. It's not good. So, um, to get on the, like, justice side, on the good good side, you kill your best friend as a vector. Great. Yep. Um, so then, you know, you have that whole trauma when you're going through this whole thing of, like, I am falling in love with this guy. Also, I killed my best friend. Um, if you're going on to the villainy side, then you find out that she has been attacked but the 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 villainy cast will help you save her so she doesn't turn into a vector um which is cool i suppose good for them really makes you question like who is actually the the good guys in this and who's the bad guys <laughs> right um there's a lot of that in this game that i was just like who's actually supposed to be the the good side here um, but yeah, so all of those, your best friend dies, you murder her or one of the other bloom blossom gals murders her, doesn't matter. Um, and this, they're always like, hey, we have, we have a vaccine, we can help you. So they help her. She still turns into a partial vector. Um, so like a humanoid vector, like, you know, a lot of these dudes, um, but she doesn't turn into a mindless 
enemy that is trying to murder you. So it's good. Anyway, Huga. He has pew pew guns. He tries to attack you a lot. Pew pew. Um, he's he's usually seen with with the, the other guy that I will talk about in a bit, who is a nightmare. Um, Huga is weird. Um, because his is also basically plot dump. Um. But you find out, like, he was a researcher, and um, he was a big scaredy cat, and ended up, like, getting attacked by Vector, and a bunch of the other researchers abandoned him. He was saved by, um, shoot, I'm blanking on her name. Mariva? Mariva? Something like that. He was saved by her, and now he has a grudge against humans, and that's why he attacks the colony all the time. That's his, that's his bit. Um, the thing that they do to try and make you actually like this guy is that he's just kind of like house husband. <laughs> like he, he cooks for you all the time. He cooks for everybody else to like clean up for you. Um, he kind of like does all like, I'm not doing this for you type thing, but like obviously is. Um, yeah, he's, he's basically revenge arc the route. He's everyone's favorite. It, it just didn't feel like it was actually any romance here, which is good because he's in his late twenties or mid twenties. I don't remember. Either way, it just doesn't feel natural at all. And he's like kind of hates her for the most part. So it's weird. Um, he also attacks you a lot, which is not sexy. You shouldn't do that. No. 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 Um, Sin brings me to Yukinami. This guy sucks <laughs> so bad. Um, so, you remember we were talking about how IMU is like, Hey, you love me and only me, right? Mm -hmm. Right? Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 That's Yukinami. Yay. Two characters of the same archetype? Wow. The problem is that Yukinami, he, he's very violent when he finds out that, like, you're paying attention to somebody else, per se. Um,. Like, he comes across as, like, this really, like, you know the archetype of, like, the excitable guy that he's he's kind of quirky and, like, everything gets him really, really happy? You know that mm -hmm. kind of guy? Yeah. He's, he's kind of, like, immature. That's what he's supposed to be, like, most of the time. Um, he's just really, really, like, kid-ish. He's like a kid. Except for if he finds out that you're like talking to anyone else even, he just loses his absolute mind and becomes this psychopath who wants to kill everybody. And it it's legitimately horrifying. And like Yuki the whole time is like, am I going to set him off? Like if I do this thing, am I going to make him go back into that that crazy mode and like that's not what you want no you don't that's not what you want for an adult <laughs> no um he like attacks you multiple times and he like chokes you once and um basically they're like ah oh, yeah so he was experimented on as a child and he was considered like a failure experiment and he broke out with a guy named Ibuki, and he basically just, like, never grew up. Like, great. <laughs> That's always what you want to hear. Right? Like, oh, good. This grown man is stuck in the brain, like, of a 12-year-old. And if you so much look at somebody else, he just loses it and gets violent. Like, you know what? 
I'm just not here for the abusive relationships, my friends. Not here for that. So I was kind of speeding through his because I'm like, nope, 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 I don't like you. Don't got time for that. He's creepy. He's really creepy. Um, so I mentioned Ibuki. He's next. Kind of surprised that he was he was the one that I did next, but um, he's also not bad. He's he's kind of like soft spoken and cryptic, and also kind of secretly might want to see the world burn. Who knows? <laughs> um, he is, as I mentioned earlier, um, he turns into Moravia, the 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 girl. Um, who has been leading these attacks. And it takes a disgusting amount of time for Yuki to figure it out. Um, like, he very clearly, multiple times, like, indicates, yes, this is me. Um, and she's like, oh, wow, where did Moravia go? Or where did Ibuki go? It's like, homegirl. Who could this be? And, like, she'll say something like that. He's like, I've been here the whole time. She's like, yeah, no, you haven't. You haven't been here the whole time. Like, this version of person was here earlier. And, like, bro. Bro. Do you not realize, like, he's literally telling you that that's him. And you're ignoring it. There is something a mystery, clearly. really, really cool about Ibuki, though. Um, that I wasn't expecting. This is a weird thing for me to be like, this is cool. But, um, whereas the other guys are like, yeah, like, this is me, the girl version of me is just like my hero form. At one point, um, with Ibuki, the Yuki has a conversation with him and it's basically like, well, which is the real you? And he's like, they're both the real me. Like, I just switch depending on my mood. It doesn't really matter how I present on the outside. It just matters, like, what what I'm feeling at that point. They're both me. Um, I was like, huh. That's kind of what I was hoping for from this game. <laughs> when I found out there was the whole, like, gender switching thing. But the only but the fact that only one of them actually, like, gets Embraces into that. Yeah, yeah, is not a good sign. <laughs> it's not. It is It is not at all. Um, but I did appreciate that he at least had that. That he's just like, yeah, they're both me. I, I don't care. Like, call me whichever one you want to call me. You know, I'll show up in which form you want me to be in. I don't care. They're both me. Mm -hmm. um, so that was cool. Also, he was also one of the human experiment people who became a vector. And um, he's also, like, stupidly overpowered. Like, extremely overpowered. So he also offers to, like, train the protag to get better, which is nice. Um, and the whole reason she ends up with the villains in any of their routes is because um, Lise is injected. And they're like, oh, well, I guess we can't go back to the colony now. Um, so they go and live in their colony. New colony, yay. Which is all, like busted down and there are vectors everywhere and they're like oh god this is terrifying the oh, vectors no. are like the vectors are just like laying on the ground like sunning themselves she's like huh that's weird but then if you think about it they used to be people it's like oh okay oh also there is another guy living in this colony that's just kind of like in exile and you you eventually talk to him a bit find out that this has been the uncle that you've been talking to in every single route. Um, he was like a scientist that was working with the the protag's parents. And he feels like he is a monster and needed to atone for things and blah, blah, blah. And so he lives out here now. <clears throat> Nahone. Yeah. I mean... Ibuki was a good dude. He he definitely brings up a whole lot of the like morality of it of like who's actually the bad guy here. Um and so that's interesting at least. 
And again, there's the whole gender dynamic at play with him, which I thought was kind of interesting and good. Um, which then brings us to Rio. Rio Tomitska? Uh, anyway, he's the janitor. And he's he's also the um like second in command of the blooms, I guess. He's friends with the with the leader. Um It I don't know why this was here. <laughs> That's always a good sign. He's like a decade older than her, if not more, I don't remember, but it's not good. Um, he is very obviously an adult and mentioned several times like, oh, you're just a kid. Like, I'm way too old for you. And it's like, bro, if you see that, maybe step back. Um, he also, like, implies at one point that he's just going to, like, sexually assault you. Why the f***? Yeah, because, um, like, oh, you know, you're in this tent with a man. I'm a man, an actual human man, and, like, just threatens you. And she's like, oh, this is something dangerous. I shouldn't be here. You don't say. Like, oh, like, you know, sometimes you'll get that in, like, anime tropes of, like, hey, I'm a dude. You shouldn't be in my room alone with me. You get that. But they don't usually threaten you <laughs> and, like, get up in your space and, like, throw you on the bed. That's a whole thing. Um, this, this, yeah, big time. <laughs> uh, so this guy is just a regular guy. He doesn't have any any vector powers. He doesn't have any balloon powers. He's just a dude. Um, he's also just not around a lot of the time. So like you have his route, he's just gone, and people are just talking about him. Because that's a good way to make romance happen. <laughs> it's a great way to build up a character, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with his route, you find out they that everybody's basically like, oh, yeah, he's an enemy to all of us. Like We all hate this guy. We all hate this guy. We just keep an eye on him because he's a bad guy. Um, and it turns out that he's, like, from a, like, well-to-do family and he explains to you like yeah so japan is basically like a wasteland with these colonies in it and it's a failed experiment like if you go outside of japan everything else in the world is normal like there's that's not post-apocalyptic anywhere um and so he's tasked with basically like seeing if there's anything worth salvaging in japan before they just wipe it off the map with nukes which again Maybe they'll talk about nuking Japan. Yeah, yikes. Yikes. Um, and so he's like, yeah, I've been living in... Basically, they imply China. Um, but my ancestors were Japanese, and I, I wanted to find something of value, and I'm overdue on giving them a report anyway, and so they're going to attack anyway, and blah, blah, blah. Um, so that's... A big part of his route is just finding out, like, oh, hey, everything outside of Japan is normal. And, hey, maybe, maybe we should figure out a way to protect ourselves from that. Like, from being destroyed, maybe? I don't know. Possibly. Which then leads us to the, like, final route. Which is essentially that them all working together to prevent Japan from getting destroyed. It's a basically a big fight. It's fine. Punch, punch, kick, kick. You use augment a lot. <laughs> um, everybody ends up basically like losing their powers at the end of it, which, sure, I guess. Um. But the real power is the friends we made along the way. I mean, it kind of is. That's kind of how the ending really goes. This game's kind of a mess. It seems like it, yeah. I feel like 
a big problem of this game was that there were too many dudes. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I mean, if it's you very th- easy to say, but you know. No, I mean, I think if they had like gone with half the dudes, they could have at least developed them a little bit better and maybe like thought a little bit more about what they're actually trying to pull off here. Um, there's not a whole lot of room for development when you've got this many people in one game. And the problem no. is, like, they ended up, like, defeating the the Onslaught to try and take them out. But, like, what's to stop them from trying again? And now none of you have powers to f- combat it. We're not thinking that far ahead. Don't worry about it. I guess. Um, one thing that I did forget to mention... I hinted at it a bit, is that um, basically Yuki's parents were like test tube babies who were like created to try and like make people with powers and they weren't supposed to have any kind of like feelings or whatever, but the parents ended up falling in love. And the old grandpa, uncle man, um, basically, like, let them run away. But um, they have limited time, like, what is the word I'm looking for? Lifespans. They have very limited lifespans. I think they only live, like, one or two years. Um, so basically, all they had the opportunity to do was fall in love and pop out a baby um, and then die. <laughs> What? Yeah. No, you're not wrong. <laughs> um. So, like, that's the reason why she's so different from everybody else in terms of how her powers work. Is that she's, like, the success of what they've been trying to pull off with the other Bloom Blossom people. Um. So I guess good for her, but also, like I said, leads to a lot of confusion because the guys are like, well, she's not losing her power, so she must not love me. That sucks. Um, I don't... There's just so many dudes in here, like, that have many, many problems. There's just too many, too many dudes in general. A lot of the, like, romance actually feels very forced. I think it would have been better if some of these characters had just been side characters that, like, you got to know through the routes, but, like, you didn't actually date. Yeah. I I think that would have been much better. Like, if you had just dated Ibuki and Yukonami and Hyuga were just, like, there and you got to learn about who they were without dating them, I don't think anything would have been lost. Actually, it probably would have been a much better game. So there's that. Um, apparently there's also, like, the the dudes are, like, voiced by an idol group, but I don't know the idol group, so. It didn't really... Eh, dudes. (laughs) (sighs) That doesn't doesn't affect your enjoyment of the game one way or the other. No, I think they're called, like, 8P. I don't remember. Um, and one of them had, like, American's name. Like, who are you? (laughs) Why are you there? (laughs) Um, but that was that was wild. Anyway, that's the speed run gist of uh, Paradigm Paradox. Yeah, I so obviously like I didn't play this game because I you know just listened to you talk about it. You didn't. It. <laughs> this game doesn't seem good. It had some good ideas at times, but just failed to execute them a lot. <laughs> a lot, like failed to execute. Most of the time, like I feel um, like there are there are there are games on this list or not on Al's official ranking of Atome as we're getting to later in this episode mm-hmm. that like are down far on this list, but at least have interesting ideas. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If, like I feel like this game has one interesting idea and it just fails miserably to capitalize on it to make it. It just like everything else is just very mediocre or bland or bad. Yep. In a way that just like is not good. No. Nope. 
I didn't even really feel very romanced in it, which is a big bummer. <laughs> I want to be wooed. Woo. Woo. Do you want to rank it? Yeah, let's rank it. Last time we were here was October 11th. For, of 1983. Uh, <laughs> for 1926. I think that was the case. That sounds about right. I don't know. Either way. There are 26 games on this list. We're going to add game number 27 to the list. Mm-hmm. And we're going to figure out where exactly it slots in on the, the list of Atome. So, Al, KFC games, still at the bottom of the list. Still at the bottom of the list. This, I'm guessing it's going to stay at the bottom of the list. It is going to stay at the bottom of the list. How about Amnesia? That is going to stay where it is. How about Hakuoki Kyoto Wins? Paradigm Paradox is better than that. What about Love Letter from Thiefax? It is better than that. What about Mr. Love? I have feelings about Mr. Love now. But it did some more interesting things, I think. Yeah. Look, I would be honest with you here. This might be the worst Atome game you've described to me <laughs> in all of our Atome games we've we've talked about. Oh man, even even worse than uh, Love Letter from Thiefax to you? At least that one had just like the dude who wanted to bang you all the time. Like that was funny. This just sounds boring. You know what? You're right. You've convinced me. That guy at least was a, a horn. That guy was a character and he's memorable. I don't think you'll remember anything from this game. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um... That man, we we still call him Turbo. Yeah. <laughs> so you know what I think? I think that's where we'll put it. Is below Love Letter from Thief wow. <laughs> What is this paradigm paradox? Paradox paradigm paradigm paradox. Um, parado paradigm paradox. Slotting it at number 24 on the list. It is only better than three games, two of which I don't think you finished. I didn't! So, I mean, there's still time. You could put that. You could put this under those if you wanted to. The problem is I didn't play enough of those yeah, to, yeah, like, yeah. even No, I get, you, I get you, I get you. But, but you yeah. know, if I, if I went and played them again, maybe, I don't know, Amnesia's bad. Hakuoki might be more interesting. Maybe. KFC game, though. Uh-uh. 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 That game's bad. That game's real bad. But yeah, Paradigm Paradox slotting in at number 24 out of 27 on the list. <laughs> at least the the screenshot we're going to be using for this week is funny. I, the only decent thing about this game, it seems like. You're not wrong. But... At least there is that. It Oofa is a doofa. funny screenshot. So there's that game. Yep. Yep. That sure was a paradigm paradox if I've ever heard of one. Yay. <laughs> Anyways, that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode. I believe, unless you have anything else you want to talk about this game. No, I'm solid. All right. I, def I defeated this game. It's over. You did. Aren't you glad you waited two months to talk about this game? <laughs> and let me think about it a little bit more and like how how I felt coming away from it. And your, also the fact that... true feelings about it. And the fact that a lot of it was just completely not memorable was also a thing. Yeah. At least next to tell me to talk about it, it's going to be higher on the list. I will tell you that. Well, that's good. Um... Anyways, that's going to do it for this week. If you'd like more from us, head on over to seasonalamecheckup.com or sec.cool. It's where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Jared Now Watch. You can also find columns and reviews on the site as well. If you'd like more from Anladium, go to anladium.com. She's got columns and reviews. You can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at Anime Checkup. You can buy our books, One Shiny Moment, a Critical Analysis of Love, Life, Sunshine, and Hot Tubs and Pac Man on Amazon.com. And you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash S-A-C-O-V-A. Buy us a slice of pizza, get access to unedited versions of the podcast early, and a whole wealth of bonus content as well. Next week, uh, I think the smart the smart thing would do, because you reminded me of this was a thing we had to talk about, because I there was this was definitely one of those things like I completely forgot we had to talk about, but I knew there was Oop. something else we need to talk about. Oop. 
I think instead of going Otome Otome, we break mm-hmm. it up. Yeah. We'll do Oto- the, the other Otome game you're playing. Or not playing, you've played in two weeks. Yep. But next week, we should probably talk about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Stone Ocean. I agree with you. I think that would be a, a thing we should do because we've been meaning to talk about that game for a while, obviously. Cause that game? <laughs> that, that show, sorry. <laughs> Games on the mind. But yep. yeah. We've been meaning to talk about that. I think, feel like, since the first episodes of that came out last last two years ago last year time isn't real time is not real you're right but we needed to wait until it all came out anyway and netflix is awful and dropped it in dumps and Mm -hmm. it's bad netflix is bad not the show's bad no but we'll talk about the show we'll talk about the show anyways uh hang on stone cold you got anything else you want to say for this episode I'm ready to hear about a Florida woman next week. Oh, yeah.